0: Hi, welcome to Born Stupid, Episode 4. And if you've been paying attention, you'll know that this is really just the extended portion of Episode 3. You know, we, we, we've, we filmed longer than we thought, and we had so much good stuff, we said, ah, don't cut any of it, make it two shows. So if this is your first time to the podcast, you might want to go back and see three first. But if you're here, you're smart anyway. We know that, you'll figure it out. And then you can always go back and watch it at a later time. And we look forward to you uh, becoming part of the family here and catching us in episode five. In the meantime, enjoy. I want you guys to just showcase some of your stuff because it's different styles. We're talking about different styles here today. So um, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with you, Bob. Um, Now, when I was growing up, there was Norm, not Norm Crosby. Who's the guy that did uh, all those impersonations? Rich Um, Little? Right. He wasn't bad. I, I I think Bob is better. Um, I've always thought he was better. Um, and, 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 but I laugh, I mean, if you get a good impersonation, it just, it's it's spot on. So Bob, do a couple for us, and, yeah. and then yeah. highlight anything else you like about your
1: comedy. Here's the thing about impersonations, what I've learned throughout the past, like you cannot either become the Frank Caliendo where your whole act is impressions, and that's great, don't get me wrong, but that's been done, right? So I like to infuse, I like to create characters. I infuse characters, and I do those characters doing stand-up. whether, and here's the thing, it's funny, like, we're talking about you should always know your audience. Like, I, I, obviously that's true, and I, and I, and I don't do that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am what I like to call a disorienting comedian, where I will come out there very similar to, like, a Tim and Eric situation in those levels of absurdity and surrealism, where I will say things, and I want your reaction to be more confused than, <laughs> than anything. Uh, we so, relate because I can relate to that. but here's the thing you're going out there talking about like your ex-wife and your ex-girlfriends okay I'm going out there talking I dressed up as a spider named Gorthax and I went up on stage and I started talking about male spider rights okay Mm -hmm. because a spider and this is the thing like you have to now have to explain spiders to people That's not funny it's gross but here's the thing Spiders, female spiders are much more dominant than males, right? So I go out there and I start protesting male spider rights, and when you get it, if you get it, that's the thing, and that's and that's my whole my whole comedy is like I'm not I'm not here to try to offend you, I'm I'm here to raise a point. I can use use absurdism to bring out satire, all right? It's fucking absurd to see a spider go up on stage and go. <laughs> And just look around and for the first minute of your set, just be confused where you are. And the and the, on the audience is catching up with you. They're like, the fuck is this guy doing? And believe me, five seconds before a set, you're thinking, why the fuck you do this? I think about that every moment of my life. Why am I going to do this? Why am I dressing up as a spider? Why am I dressing up as, uh, as a – I've done a rabbi before who who's – Listen, we're not even going to get into it because it's offensive for this talk. (laughs) And that joke died five years ago, and rightfully so. But here's the thing. I like to do those kind of voices and impressions because there's more character. There's more of a joke to that than just saying, you know, you know, just being an impression. But I'll do a few impressions for you all. So, um, you like John Chappell? I like John Chappell too. Sandy, what are you doing? You can't leave a a movie driving like that, right? Or you can do something like, you like Patrick Warburton from... um, from Seinfeld or Joe from Family Guy, maybe you know him? Peter, I can't get out of the wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, I'm handicapped. You see, me and Bonnie, we're going to go watch uh, Grey's Anatomy. It's going to be a fun show. I had to do Jason I know the fuck are you talking to? I'm going to give you two options right now. What? <laughs> I'm going to make you get out of my face and uh, I just go down the catalog. I try to see this, this. one bit that I'm working on right now, which I think would be really funny if I played like a bunch of political figures smoking weed together. Like you have Bernie Sanders, like e- everybody gets, w- w- everybody gets an equal amount of hits. And then you get like George Bush in there. Like, all right, I took two hits. And then you get a, uh, you get like Clinton. She <laughs> so didn't inhale once. And then you get a, uh, you get Don you get Don I've got work Donald Trump in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> multiple hits. He'll take multiple hits and you will be like, I only took two. I don't know what you talk about. Took two hits. Just two. And you pass it around. And you pass it to Obama, who's and he's he's taking the right amount of hits. <laughs> you know. So that's that's the thing that I'm working on right now. I wish I had something more planned for you. No no no, that's like okay. Maybe I, I have, have to explain it to but yeah.
0: but but uh we'll we'll look, you'll be back so i'll be back
1: yeah and i'll have a a way more uh way more organized and refined act.
0: we will do it joe um you joe joe uh um is a very topical comic he's always going to read the news he's always going to come up with a joke um you can tell any trump joke you want right now but at least uh but but you got to keep it tight but at least tell the one about the swimmer
2: the, the whole thing about my routine i do i grew up with johnny carson that's who i grew up i grew up idolizing Johnny Carson watching Johnny Carson and seeing him on stage and saying wow that would be really cool to do that so and for whatever reason my mind works like that where i like taking news items and making a joke out of it one reason is you have an endless supply of material because every day there's news every day there's news and also i like the setup punch cuz I'm I i, I I'm like the millennials. I don't have much of an attention span either. I'm sorry, what were we talking about?
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> different types of styles in your particular one.
2: I wrote
0: it down. Punch. I had to read myself. I can't remember yesterday.
2: <laughs> I love Riding Danger. I like a setup punch. But the jokes, they have a shelf life, a lot of them. I did a Cosby joke, which went over well. More bad news for Bill Cosby, Brown, Fordham, and Marquette have rescinded the honorary degrees given to him. However, Cosby still gets to keep his Lifetime Achievement Award from the College of Anesthesiology. You, you can't do that joke
1: anymore because it's old. Oh, man.
2: You can't do that joke but here's anymore. The
1: thing. Here's the thing about that because, and that's what I've been hearing a lot too. Not to, not to interrupt because I think that's a really funny joke. But here's the thing. You can't, I don't think any subject is off the table, just as long as you have the right point of view, that you're framing it contextually correctly for the audience. And that's, you got to know your audience too, obviously, but- Oh, no, I don't it, think it's, so it's off the scene. table. Yeah. I don't think it's off the table. I know people might
2: find that joke offensive, but that's okay. I'm, I'm saying I can't do it anymore because it's
1: old.
0: That too. That's, that's, true, that's, that's why I can't do it anymore. Hey, look, by the way, right, you know, just can just so pause the show here, the whole concept behind Born Stupid is is let it fly, right? I'm tired of the snowflakes, right? We're tired, we're tired of being cancel culture. Say what's funny. And if they don't get it, okay, they're not gonna get it anyway. Um, and, and if they don't find it funny, so why? Some stuff is offensive. If you're not trying to be mean, if you're not trying to be offensive, just roll with it, folks, okay? We're just trying to find ways to make be, be funny. But Joe, um, back to you. I didn't, we don't wanna catch you up, go on.
2: Oh, that, that's what I was talking about. My my set, my material.
0: But the book you tell about the swimmers is very old and it makes it hysterical because of the way you add to go on, tell it. And, and people would
2: will... uh, a, a Colorado woman set an endurance record by swimming across Lake Powell in 56 hours. The last woman in the water that long was dating Ted Kennedy. <laughs> uh, you have to know the Ted Kennedy story. <laughs>
0: And, and I usually to the, you know, the audience of,
2: say,
0: you, then, you, do, say. you get a lot of you then. get a
2: lot of groans—not groans, but people like shocked that you said that. And then you know I'll say it was fifty years ago. So water under the bridge.
0: <laughs> and then they'll groan again. And
2: they'll groan again.
0: And then you'll but that go, what, joke. What, what too soon? I yeah, mean, but that, that joke. Shows,
2: it does rely on people knowing the story and not everybody in the audience actually knows that story. They it don't
0: know go- the story. It's still an hysterical joke. And yeah. why wouldn't you tell it? If three, when, I, when I say that a woman after a show who I was making eyes with, after she heard my ex-girlfriend stuff, walked by me like she was Leonidas at Thermopylae. Three people on the planet get that joke, but the three people that do, I love them, you know? So, you know, right, when, when, <laughs> right? When, do we have any ancient Greek fans in the audience today?
1: Yeah, <laughs> right, right? I
3: right. love when 300. Obama
0: was, when Obama was saying existential threats and then every politician said existential threats and I said, wait a minute, he means threat to our existence. If Jean-Paul Sartre, Albert Camus and and Soren Kierkegaard showed up at your house with a baseball bat, that would be an existential threat.
3: I love Albert um, Camus, by the way,
0: the, I, yeah do, but the five people you know Camus said he said he said, "I want to live my life so that when I die, it will be viewed as an injustice, and I can't think of a better prescription for living a great life um, that your life was so so good, so much fun, so filled with things that it's just not fair that you know the good guy goes. Um, I'll never achieve that, but at least it's the, at least it's the goal. Um, Joe, before I move to 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 McLean and Bill, anything else? I don't want to cut you, but we are running short.
2: That's that's pretty much what I, the challenges I have uh, doing the style I do is keeping it keeping it fresh, and I get bored with my own material very easily. So I need to keep things up up to date. And as far as esoteric references. I feel like if half the audience understands the joke, that's good enough. If 10% does, then, you know, I'm playing in the weeds. That's not enough.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, look, your stuff cracks me up, and, and it's smart,
4: and it's funny, and, and the audience will love it.
0: Um, McLean? Um, okay.
4: So along that line, I was just thinking about uh, one of the first shows I ever did uh, was at like a super dive bar. And it was one of those uh, free shows where nobody knew it was there. And I did an Othello joke, and it got really, really quiet. And then people started screaming at me. And one guy called me Four Fries, which I haven't ever heard. I was like, speaking of dated insults. Seriously. Um, That was me. That was me. Oh, that was you, Joe. That was me. Yeah. But and then also, like, I will do the joke uh, to integrate it into the segment. Don't worry, Gary. But there are, like, certain things. And and, uh, like Bob said, like, jokes, I think, can go over if you're doing them the right way. I don't think that there is anything off limits. I know that we were talking, Joe, you said it's because people, it's kind of like a dated thing. But I think people can do things if their perspective is right and if it's funny. There's a Netflix documentary about it that has like Mel Brooks is featured heavily and he's like kind of the prime example of that. Um, he was like doing jokes about the Nazis for years and about the Holocaust and like people love him for years. But the joke I retired was that it's really hard to find heroes like traditional superheroes don't even really work now because if you think of people like uh, The Incredible Hulk we're in a an opioid crisis, and nobody can get this per set and uh like Thor, Thor's a Viking, all Vikings do they just rape and pillage, and if you really think about it, it should be the other way around because who has the energy to pillage after a long day of rape?
0: <laughs> <the lights>
4: <laughs> and like I do that joke, and like people either like it or they don't like it, but it's like. I don't care. That's one of my favorite jokes because I was like, huh, it, you would be really tired. But like,
2: it, I, I've seen you do that joke and it's, it's a good joke and you get laughs. But yeah. if, you did, if you did that joke, let's say you tried it out three or four times and it no longer got and it, th- and it never got laughs. Yeah. Would you still do it even though you like it?
4: That's a good question. I think there are certain like jokes that I've stopped doing, but I only stop doing them because I feel uncomfortable doing them, but it's not because of the subject matter. Like no, if, no,
2: but I'm saying yeah. strictly laughs.
4: Strictly. Like if, if I yeah.
2: if I try a joke out three times, it never gets a laugh. No matter how much I like it, I have to drop it.
3: If I'm the Sometimes. only one who
2: enjoys it, I'm not on stage yeah. for me. I'm on stage for the
4: audience. So how Sometimes. do you how do you
2: actually I'll, how do you feel yeah. about that, McLean?
4: I like to um, sometimes like purposely annoy people by doing jokes that nobody likes and then um, yelling at the audience to tell them that that was a good joke and they should have liked it. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Maureen Langan, but she's a very oh, yeah. like a comedian. She's, she's wonderful, close family friend. Um, she does an excellent thing where if she doesn't get a laugh on a joke she likes she kneels down onto the stage uh, to the closest person and explains the joke. But and the way she delivers it, the way she does it is so funny right. and great. And like, I'm, I always feel like I'm chasing that moment of like, look, I didn't even get a laugh and I'm still getting a laugh.
2: But, but that, is, that is part of the joke. I think she intentionally does a joke that she knows isn't gonna get a laugh to do that. I'm talking about a joke that you really like. But you've tried it out, yeah. and it never gets a laugh. Do you drop it
4: or do you keep trying? I feel like in the in the real world, I'd drop it. Um, yeah. I have dropped some, but like I hate doing it. If the writing is good, I hate doing it because I mean, you guys know like how much time do you put into one like stupid sentence, and then you do it, and it doesn't get a laugh, and you're just like furious. Um, I've, I've got I've got one joke, McLean, that I've rewritten a hundred times. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I still can't get the right wording. And, you know, 70% of the time I get somebody to laugh. Um, right. and, and, and for me, it's usually only 1%. But you just, you just, can't, you just can't stop writing it until you, you get it exactly where you want it. And when you do, then you don't want to give that joke up.
4: Yeah. I mean, and there are some jokes that I just get uncomfortable if I don't get a laugh. And I, like, usually, I don't know, Bob, if you could relate to this. But impressions are really, really hard to, in my opinion, rebound from if you don't get a laugh on them. Because then you're just like a weird guy doing a weird voice. Just a weird guy doing impressions. And it's like, at one point, it can like
1: it's a great party trick. But yeah. where is the substance and where is the humor really coming from? The fact that you are just can do a good impression or you're using that as a character? I think that's where... The difference really comes in yeah right and,
2: and frank caliendo who's terrific oh. he's fantastic yeah he's ter- his impressions are terrific but he's actually doing funny stuff with the impressions he's not just reading yeah. a grocery list in jay leno's no. voice he he's actually doing something that you funny in jay leno's
0: voice yeah he, exactly. uh, his his uh, his uh, john madden explaining how to make mud is it's incredibly funny. Bill, um, you're going to finish this segment for us. Um, you know, do, do, uh, do, do a couple minutes. of
3: just. Yeah, can, to- can you hear me, Gary? I hear you fine. My, my volume is down. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't think um, many jokes expire. I, I think, you know, if they're memorable, I'll continue to use them. One of my favorite jokes is uh, about Pete Buttigieg. I just think it's hilarious that the first openly gay candidate for president's name would be Booty Judge. I mean, you know, go figure. And I mean, who's really going to forget, even if he's not in the news, who's going to forget the first openly gay political candidate? Certainly not Cory Booker. So, you know, I, I'll stay with it. As a matter of fact, I used to love and I, I take stories out of the news too, uh, Joey. Uh, you know, I, I heard that, um, you know, no one expected it at first, but uh, somehow they thought Pete Booty Judge came out of nowhere and they said, you know, uh, he seems to be uh, sliding up the polls. And I said, that's odd because usually I thought you slide down a pole, but apparently he goes both ways. So, you know, it all makes sense. Um, you know, it, it all makes sense. I love taking the news. Uh, you know, a lot of COVID jokes out there, a lot of COVID-19 jokes. Um, you know, the quarantine has caused us to really, really hunker down and uh, isolate. And it's very, very boring. Um, yeah, in the quarantine, I was actually so bored, I actually filled out the census. And, you know, um, it, to keep track of time, I filled one out every day. You know, and I figured at the end of the month, I'll send them in. And uh, I'm not sure what they'll do, but I heard I'm getting a new police station on my block because there's so many constituents in this area that they had left out. So so that's always good. But you know, everybody was affected by COVID. Uh, yeah, I heard a story that R. Kelly was in prison, and he was worried about contracting the virus COVID-19. And I said, that's odd. R. Kelly contracting COVID-19. Everyone knows he doesn't fuck with anything over 15. So he, he would never. He would never be exposed to COVID. He would never catch COVID nineteen, you know. And and speaking of being caught, you know, oftentimes, you know, during the pandemic, you know, you do a lot of sleeping. I, I've had some nightmares, you know. Uh, I had a dream that I was being chased by OJ Simpson, you know. And every time I would try to run, he would be right behind me, and I started sweating profusely because I'm saying. I finally woke up and realized that you know there's no way I'm going to get away from this guy because he ran for 2,000 yards his rookie rookie season. There's no way I'm going to get away from him. But then I heard that he's a prankster and he's always playing around. And if he probably if he caught you, you know, he wouldn't do anything. He'd just be cutting up. You know, he's, he's just a you know cut up type of guy. So. You know, everything out there is um, uh, you can do something with. I like to tell stories, but I also like to tell the news and, and I like to tell these old style jokes, you know, uh, like the guy who walks into the whorehouse looking for the best woman and um, he's told that she's busy, you know, um, uh, we don't have any women, but we can give you this uh, chicken. You can fuck the chicken. And... He says, hey, I really heard about this place and I really wanted to be with your best woman. And and the lady says, I'm sorry. All we got is a chicken. And uh, she says, take this chicken, go into the back room and handle your business. And he does it. He goes and he handles his business with the chicken, if you can imagine that. uh, And he's finished. And the next day he comes back. He thinks he's on to something. He says, you know, I came for your best woman, but the chicken was actually really good. I'd like to get another chicken. And the woman says, man, (laughs) that was just something I tried to accommodate you with. We don't do that normally. He said, yeah, but the chicken was really good. She said, I'll tell you what, I got a room upstairs. You can go in the room and you can watch these two guys. Fuck this lady. And he said, yeah, I was, my heart was set on the chicken, but okay. So he goes upstairs into the room and he sits, sits down on this bench and it's like a viewing screen, like a little movie. And uh, he's sitting there watching these two guys with a woman, and uh, there's a guy sitting next to him eating popcorn, and he's really into this shit. And the guy's like, "This is a great show, isn't it?" And the guy says, huh, "It's all right." And the guy eating the popcorn said, "Man, you should have been here last night. We saw a dude fucking a chicken." <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, I like the cover of the board, man. News, stories, <laughs> We're personal get- edicts, oh,
0: everything. Uh-huh. We're get letters, and so let me just put on my legal hat for a second. The chicken consented. Yes. Signed the forms. Said I enjoy having sex in public with other people. Let's just be clear about that, so I don't get
3: Peter and, and else writing letters, okay?
0: And and the chicken consented to being dinner later.
3: Yeah.
2: Consented, <laughs> consented to that as well. Wow.
3: Yeah. And I didn't use the term whorehouse right? I don't uh, want to stay away from the offensive terms. so I just said he went to the place where they have women, you know.
0: So. Yeah, the ch- ch- chin to Look, there's so many old jokes. We're going to do a show. We're going to do a show where we're just going to, I'm going to bring on comics and every comic, I'll, I'll put on, I'll, I'll get 10 comics and every comic will tell their favorite joke. And, and they're so funny. I mean, Buddy Hackett used to do this and it goes back to where we started, which is, it's a great callback here. I mean, you know, Buddy Hackett would get on Carson and he would tell these jokes and you would cry laughing. And the, and the, the art of telling a joke, right? I mean, and and it's not we don't hear about your life, we don't hear about contemporary. It's just a funny story, um, and and that's gotten lost. And I'd like some of that to come back. I'm um, going Godfrey. gets on stage, and he tells old jokes, and, and he tells new jokes too, but he's something. And the old jokes are crying, laughing, and and you just can't replicate some of those laughs um, in, in 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 what we're doing on stage now. On the other hand, Joan Rivers had me laughing. You know, eight, ten, ten times every minute, um, and 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 so what we're really saying here is everybody's got a style that makes you laugh. We're we're, we're happy to do it. We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, go to our uh, our recurring segment uh, now as we as we get to the end of the show. Uh, for those new visitors, uh, and certainly for McLean and and and, and Bob. Um, we have a segment every week. we have a segment uh, or every show um, born stupid um, and it comes from a, from how I end all my shows, which is you know we 're all born stupid, but you have to learn to be an idiot and and what your generation uh, has has done because of my idiot generation right we taught you guys, and we disappeared when we 'd let some of these radical Jerk professors indoctrinate you with anti-American crap, and and it leads to all the stuff we got today. Um, and we 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 because we were off doing whatever we were doing in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, and I know about this is a this is going to be PG today. Um, but but we stop paying attention, and we ended up with snowflakes that if you say the wrong thing, uh, we we uh, we get letters, we get cards, and and it never ends. Um, so so I like to find things that every week and you guys are, this is open, this is when you get your chance on Trump. Uh, Opened it down, just raised some things here. I'm born stupid. My two, I'll lead with the, with the two that, that I love. The first is quick, it um, was just this morning, actually. It's a picture, I don't know if you can see this, but it's not a very attractive looking guy standing in front of his house where the tree fell into. And he's got this bemused, well, not, this, this strange look on his face like, how could that happen? It happened because it's a fucking tree, you moron. If you plant a tree near your house and you let it grow, it's going to fall in your house. I rode in the woods for 30 years on my horse. I've seen millions of trees fall that look healthy inside groves that you would say, how did the wind ever get that? They fall down. That's what they do. They're big weeds, and they're going to fall down. And if you put one near your house, it's just a matter of time. And blame climate change, I don't care, it's still going to hit your house, and you're going to be standing out there saying, maybe I should have trimmed the damn thing. So that was my first, you know, because we don't want to kill trees, because, oh, we love the environment. So this guy's now, you know, living with with branches in his bathroom. Uh, So that was my first. The second one in the last couple of weeks, you might have all seen this story, and it fits under my heading of Born Stupid, which is mind your own business, folks. I mean, one thing I hate the most about today's culture is no offense, but nobody can mind their own business. Somebody does, and everybody's got to comment on it, right? You go to a restaurant. Don't I don't make think- your shit public. It's really going to be in my head.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> my counter argument is, don't make your shit public. Well, people I know, don't but, want people
0: commenting well, on. We have to everybody's come forget me. They're commenting on. they on every restaurant. They're commenting every time somebody does something. There's a thousand comments. Everybody, just mind your own business. Can you take care of your own house before you try to fix the rest of the world? But people don't do that.
3: So you're going to. Social media. That's 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 what. I'm mean, social media is for so people can jump in on your shit. Here's my favorite. Uh, what is it? Shad Friday. Uh, uh, sh-
0: uh, story of the month. I mean, this is my best feel good, and you guys aren't gonna like it, which so is why I tell it because I'm the I'm the non-liberal on this on this on this uh, 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 podcast today. So so I'm just gonna tell you, and then you guys can, can bounce off and you can go go beat up Trump. Um, this was from Princeton. Um, and after the, the horrible thing that happened to George Floyd and all the, all the protests, the Princeton community obviously was, was, was riled up. And the president of Princeton, the president of Princeton, a fellow named Christopher Eisengruber, or Eisengruber um, he decided that he had to you know, say something because nobody can mind their own fucking business. So he writes a letter to the faculty, to the students, it's open letter in which he says that Princeton Princeton, and he has to be condemned for its past, because it has, and I quote, intentionally and systematically excluded people of color, women, Jews, and other minorities. And further, that the racism, he said, then uh, continues to persist at Princeton, as in our society, sometimes by conscious intention, but more often through unexamined assumptions and stereotypes, ignorance, and instances or the systematic legacy of past decisions and policies. And he writes this letter and they were patting him on the back, all of his, all of his fellow travelers, and I use that word, uh, word uh, um, uh, with an historical context, but uh, uh, all this fer- fer- you know, federal folks, they patted him on the back. Oh, great. Well, what's the next thing that happens? And I know you guys are gonna hate this. The federal government, Department of Education, sends him a letter that says, well, in light of the fact that you've just admitted that Princeton has been discriminating, Um, we wanna know a couple of things. One, the name of all of the people and their addresses and phone numbers, so we can get to them, um, that you've discriminated against in the last seven years. I I think it's as far as I can go back. Um, Two, since you've been signing these statements um, to the government and to your contractors uh, and sending out to your uh, applicants that Princeton is a non-discriminatory environment and you don't discriminate, um, can you explain to us why you lied on all these forums? So they're gonna now spend millions, tens of millions of dollars in legal fees, um, having to defend, um, and I can't imagine how this guy keeps his job ultimately. Um, but of course it's Trump's fault is what, what he said. Uh, he, 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 In fact, didn't mean it. But, but it was wonderful to say, you know, just shut up. And now he's gonna also get sued, which is even makes it better. The, 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 the shot on Friday gets even better. Which is, which is now he's gonna get sued from parents and students who said, wait a minute, when I applied to Princeton, you said this was a, this was a, a racist free uh, environment and now you lied to me and Absolutely. I'm here, I do my money back. So, so that's my favorite born stupid story of the month. I'm done, uh, I'm gonna let you guys go, go after uh, Trump or whoever else you want. We also did debate the other night. Um, uh, it, it was interesting TV, but uh, in no particular order, who wants to take it first?
1: Sure, I'll speak up. I, I don't really have one. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll start with. Let's, I'll start with a little commentary on the debates here, or I like to dub "Alien versus Predator 3, with Predator being pretty interchangeable. Uh, whoever you want to assign that role there. That was a terrible debate, but here's something that really, really got to me this day. Subway, by the way. They haven't been doing really well, all right. Subway is probably their PR team is probably trying to erase Jared from our from our memories. But then they're not doing a great job because I still have to think about that every time I walk near a subway. But (laughs) here's something pretty interesting. And I will and the Irish courts had ruled that subway bread isn't actually bread. The Irish courts did that. And to me, I'm like, who the fuck are you to say that that isn't bread? Like, I, I that bread. It's it's not bad bread. Like, that's not the that's not Subway's problem. Subway's problem is that they used to have a pedophile doing their PR. Okay, this this is the Irish courts just just kind of being a little petty. All right, <laughs> like we get it. Subway isn't all that great.
0: What was your basis for saying it's not bread? They think it's too sugary. Yeah.
3: Oh, Jesus, yeah, I mean, it's unlawful the amount of meat they use on the sandwich. I mean, yeah. they want to bring them up for charges. If you
1: want to bring them up on charges? You'd be going. They screw you on the amount of protein. You know, you can't on.
3: have a twelve-inch sub with you know three slices of turkey.
1: Also, five-dollar footlong isn't a thing anymore, and they still advertise that. When yeah. you go to a Subway, it's like, oh, well, some of them are five dollars, but most of the footlongs are like eight right. ninety-nine. Well, and
3: have you ever measured the footlongs? <laughs> I Guaranteed know. is 10 inches.
4: Gary, I'm begging you to not go for the easy joke on this
3: one. Guaranteed oh. is 10 <laughs> inches. You got it. Go ahead. Take it.
4: <laughs> I don't want it either. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to elevate Gary, elevate everyone around you. That's the, that's the new thing.
0: Well, oh, McLean, what did you think? You know, I know you've been—you've been—you've uh, been very active in the last couple of months. I know—I know that this is near and dear to your heart. All these issues. Um, you saw the debate. What was your thought?
4: I mean, like, I, it's a nightmare. Um, I uh, started doing a uh, like. At first, I was watching it with my friends. We started doing a drinking game. After I threw up the fourth time, um, I was like, "Wow, this is really this is more disorienting than any club I've ever been to." What were the word
0: um, what were the words in your uh, drinking
4: game it was just anytime anyone interrupted any time uh, oh. uh, oh. 74 terrible. times yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you made it back from the emergency room oh my god I I thank for, thankful I passed out first but um no but uh it was it was awful I mean like I I know this is a comedy show, but the only thing I felt after that debate was, like, dread. Like, oh, great, we got to pick between these two guys. And um, really ridiculous. I do have a, a guy, I don't, what is this segment called? Is it Born Stupid or Becoming Dumb? What is the thing?
0: Born, stu- born Stupid, but you got to learn to be an idiot. Simple concept. Yeah, okay. that we, we, so, all, we all are born with inferior intelligence and ability, but as we read and, and get culture, culturized by, the, by, the, by our society, we get dumber. We just, we just, and we find ways now to be, become even dumber.
4: So mine is uh, an Oregon man who posted a meme online that said, um, okay, liberals, once you get rid of the police and the military, who's standing between me and you? And then the following week, a gentleman with the same exact name who lived in Oregon accidentally shot himself twice in the foot with his gun. So, I mean, I guess he is coming between him and us.
2: Well, he's not coming very fast because he's got no, a bad foot. More, so. of a,
4: more of a hobble now.
2: Yeah, I, I should be able to
0: get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, right. You always got to be careful, though, about anything that you publish, whether it's a meme or in the old days, it used to be uh, the classifieds, um, because there's going to be a response. I remember in college, some guy must have just gotten a, a heartbreaking uh, breakup, and he wrote um, to his ex-girlfriend, uh, uh, Dan, uh, 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 Darla, um, uh, don't waste your time kissing frogs. There are very few enchanted princes left. Which I thought was a great line, but the next newspaper came out. It was an answer because eat your heart out. <laughs> it was sad you know? And he, he just sent it right back to him. So you got to be careful what you shit, you know, you shit out there um, because somebody's going to be funnier and somebody's going to be cooler. Um, Joe, what do you got? You got an example for us? Well, as far as the debates go, we're, we're I, I think any born stupid example. What? Any born stupid, or you know, you got to learn to be an idiot. Example it doesn't have to be limited to the debate. Well, I want to talk about the debate for a second because.
2: Right. Uh, I think we, the American electorate, the American public, is part of the problem. The debates are probably great ratings. And I think that these networks, they don't mind that the debates are unstructured, people are interrupting, as long as they're getting great ratings. As long as people are watching, I don't really think they care. They could easily control this better by turning off people's mics. And when you ask one candidate a question, you turn off the mic and the camera of the other candidate. They could easily control this. They choose not to. And this whole thing, uh, I'm getting tired of people complaining about Trump, and I'm not a Trump fan, but he was freely elected. I know Hillary got 2.8 million more votes. He was freely elected. We did put him in office. It wasn't a raffle. He didn't get into office legally. We all are to blame for his can't hit his election. So don't don't claim don't criticize Trump for being Trump. We knew what we were getting when we elected him.
1: I
3: yeah am I don't know that we elected I think that <laughs> yeah, can be I'm think
1: going to go with William. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think we can debate that. However, that's not the point. In terms of being born stupid... Come on, Bill. I didn't hear
2: what you said.
3: No, I said I don't think we elected him freely, and I think that can be debated, but I want to move on. Um, in terms of being born stupid, I'm going to go with the Rules Committee of the presidential debate and Chris Wallace. Because when they were structuring the rules, they had a chance to say cut a mic off on an interruption and they decided against it, right? And then Chris Wallace took the job knowing uh, who Donald Trump is and how he scores his points. And for him to sit there like uh, he didn't know what he was doing was inexcusable. Uh, I thought he should have been benched uh, faster than the Atlanta Falcons secondary after they blown two straight. I'm not a Falcons fan. I'm just reporting the news. But, you know, you, you have to really look at And here's how you fix it. I'm I'm, I'm all interested in solutions. Things happen you can't control. It's how you recover. Here's a solution. We got two more debates. Install. Forget about the rules. Samuel L. Jackson as the moderator. And my vote, I would pay $100 on pay-per-view for that, number one. Right? They haven't done that before. I know they want ratings, but they can get money too. Right? And make this pay-per-view with Samuel L. Jackson as the moderator. And I'm in. But you won't have any problem there. Guaranteed. So so that I'm a solutions-oriented guy. That's my solution, man.
2: Well, oh, I want to hear from you two guys who think that he was not freely elected. Why was he not freely elected? And don't tell me about the Electoral electoral College. We
3: are, we That's are,
2: our fault, too.
0: We are running out of time, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> I will... I'll say this, though, before the time is out. Uh, with... Uh, with everything with, uh, with Trump versus Biden. I, if that should be, that at least, it was a terrible debate. It was a really terrible debate. But if that hour and a half doesn't get nominated for a 2021 Primetime Emmy, I don't know what will.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it, it was, it was <laughs> fascinating television. I mean, it, I, it moved That was, it
1: was dramatic. Fast. My heartbeat was raising and <laughs> lowering. A whether
0: you liked it, whether you hated it, whether it amused you, whether it offended you, it, you couldn't turn it off. You know, television. television.
1: You put it it TV. It.
0: Yeah, it really was. I mean, I, I, the only thing they maybe they should break for commercials, maybe that's where they're missing it. Cause then you could like reset. Um, and, but you couldn't leave it. You had to see what was going to happen. But all right, look, we, we will come back to, we will do politics. We're going to do politics. It's not a topic we're not going to touch and we're going to offend people. So, We've come to the end of a. Of, 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 we're actually going gonna to cut this up. We'll do two, two shows out of this um, because the attention span is not an hour and a half, right? Um, we know that, uh, and and uh, we don't and 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 we we don't want to uh, we don't want to we don't want to leave anything on the uh, cutting room floor. You guys were terrific You really were. Uh, I didn't know where this was going to go, and 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 I had no idea. You guys had no idea really what the questions were, other than a general topic, uh, and your answers um, and your your comments. I thought were great and, and intelligent and, and made me laugh, too, at times, uh, where you wanted me to laugh. And so uh, I appreciate it. I really thank you for coming on. Uh, for the folks out there, um, please, uh, our, our, our participants today will get this on their own uh, social media networks. Um, let's share this stuff, spread it around. We're, just, we're learning. We're all learning. We're trying to get better. You'll see us all back in different, different forms and different uh, groups. Um, We've got, we've got more comics that are going to come on and join. Um, It's really, uh, it's really going to be an interesting enterprise as we continue to flesh this thing out in the future. But the overriding theme is going to be, um, we've got to figure out how to live together. And we haven't done that at all. We're going in the wrong direction. Let's start with acknowledging the fact that none of us are are better than the others. We all born the same stupid, you know, folks been able to do anything for many years and, and we get socialized and we learn. Um, let's try not to make that learning uh, make us dumber, make us more stupid. Uh, and if we can do that and we can listen to each other, uh, we don't have to agree. We don't have to be the same political background. We certainly don't have to be the same race or sex. And, and yes, there will be women comics that will be joining us uh, and, and, and 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 others um, before you gotta start writing the letters, okay? Um, And by the way, if you write the letters, eh, I'm probably not gonna read them anyway. So save yourself the time and just find something else to laugh at, okay? You don't like us, shut us off. It's okay, you won't be offended. We're used to people walking out on our routines. Me particularly, I'm used to as wise walking out. It's not a big deal after a while. I mean, it's not easy, but after a while you say, all right, look, if I can get through that, I'm really not gonna care if you you don't like something I said. Um, That said, none of us are trying to offend you in any way, shape, or form, intentionally. uh, and and so look inside yourself before anything we say causes you to have a reaction that you have to be offended. Like I said before, mind your own business. In the meantime, stop trying to learn to be a bigger idiot. We appreciate you coming. Thank you for the. Take Take care. Take care.
3: Take care. Samuel Comedy.